You're listening to Spice Radio, 1200 AM's The Morning Buzz, and we are speaking to Charlie Smith, the editor of Vancouver. Charlie, how are you this morning? Oh, I'm doing well. Thanks, Min Karen. I hope all's well at Spice Radio today. We are doing very well, Charlie. And today, the stories we're going to talk about, Charlie, there is a whole lot to cover. So I want to get into it. So the CEOs of Meta X TikTok are being grilled about online child safety at a U.S. hearing. This was happening this week. And uh, parents and lawmakers say that executives are not doing enough to thwart dangers, uh, specifically, you know, to do with bullying online, sexual exploitation. These are some pretty serious issues. And Charlie, we've definitely definitely seen this happen before but is anything going to change or you know is the u.s government going to be able to make some serious changes about the safety online well one of the big things that um lindsey graham the republican senator from uh south carolina was saying that there's nothing that can be done as long as people can't sue these tech giants and the reason they can't sue the tech giants for the content online is because there's legislation in the U.S. called the Online, um, uh, or what is it called, the Communications Decency Act, and Section 230 of this Act um, says that the uh, basically the social media companies are like utilities. They're carrying their messages on their lines, but they're not liable. The people who are liable are the people who post. So. For years, there's been talk in the U.S. about this whole issue, but the tech giants have protection from being sued, and as long as they're they're not liable in terms of huge payouts, uh, they don't have the, the, the requisite motivation to act. Um, if they were liable, it, it would really throw a monkey wrench in Twitter and, and Facebook because these, uh, you can't control what the users are going to post there. In Canada, it's very interesting. There's a lawsuit currently before B.C. Supreme Court by a billionaire in West Vancouver named Frank Joustra, who was uh, a supporter of Bill Clinton, and during Hillary Clinton's election campaign, uh, they were linking him to this so-called Pizzagate scandal, the Republicans. So he's suing Twitter for all of these uh, defamatory posts that were about him and Twitter saying, well, we're not responsible. We want to argue the case in California. Uh, they were unsuccessful, so it's before the B.C. Supreme Court. So it's uncertain about Canada. Australia had a ruling that put Google in the firing line on liability when a lawyer sued there for what was in a YouTube video. So Canada, what we have here is we've got a law called the Protection, Protecting Canadians from Online Crime Act, and this was kind of in the wake of the Amanda Todd uh, online bullying story. So, so that's been on the books since 2015, and it, it basically makes it a criminal code offense to do uh, you know, sharing intimate or sexual pictures of someone without their consent and, and, and various other forms of bullying, cyberbullying. Um, but in Canada, we haven't had the same type of you know, show trials with these executives being hauled before Congress, and I found it interesting that Mark Zuckerberg and the others were really being grilled not only by Republicans, but also by Democrats. Yeah, no, they they were going off, and I even remembered there was kind of a moment that was quite intense where they had um, parents 
of uh, kids who have been who had unfortunately like I think similar cases to like an Amanda Tall, but parents who had lost their kids to social media due to bullying. And they even asked Zuckerberg, "Can you apologize to the mothers over here?" It was quite a moment. Um, but I, the thing is, you know, Charlie, like when I see this come out of the news, right? Because we've seen these grillings happen before, and part of the reason I'm very skeptical is because we've actually made these social media companies so powerful, right? They have so much power. Like, is it even possible to really take them down and hold them to account, you know? Yeah, and is Mark Zuckerberg bigger than some governments? Yeah. You know, in terms of his cloud, his wealth, uh, his uh, ability to do what he wants to do, and he's also protected with this U.S. legislation. And the other thing, too, is, um, you know, Silicon Valley's in California, which is um, Kamala Harris is the vice president. She's from the same region, uh, you know, when she was a, a California state politician. Um, so, and the, and, and these social media companies also give a lot of campaign contributions. Like in Canada, where we have a situation where Jean Chrétien capped the corporate and union donations, but that isn't the case in the States. Um, but the other issue that I thought was interesting, and we're in an election year in the U.S., so we're going to enter the silly season, but <laughs> at this hearing, to actually pack the hearing with parents and then put Zuckerberg in that position where he had to apologize yeah. to them to their face, uh, it was quite dramatic. It was. I don't I don't remember ever seeing anything like that in the past, unless I can't remember, but it was quite something. It really was a moment. So, like you said, I'm sure this is something that we're going to continue to talk about this year, especially with the U.S. election going on. Now, speaking of politics, let's move here to B.C. Now, Selena Robinson is under fire. She is apologizing after what people are calling disrespectful, inaccurate comments about Israel causes backlash. What's exactly happening here, Charlie, and is this going to hurt Robinson's future? It's a good question. I think uh, Selena Robinson has always been the most pro-Israel uh, politician in the B.C. cabinet. Um, and so what happened recently was the Federation of Post-Secondary Education Educators of B.C., which generally has been uh, fairly supportive of the NDP over the years, um, they're alleging that she inappropriately intervened in a disciplinary process. Um with a, a Langara English teacher, Langara College English teacher, Natalie Knight. Natalie Knight made some claims about, you know, celebrating the Hamas attack on Israeli citizens, and that offended a lot of people. But what happened was uh, Selena Robinson was retweeting uh, this criticism, and uh, the issue is she's the Minister of Advanced Education. And normally, you know, the colleges and universities hire their own people in, in, in the absence of political interference. So, so this union, which represents about 10,000 instructors, is speaking up about this. And um, so we'll see where it goes. But I think the flip side is that uh, Selena Robinson is also very helpful for the NDP government in terms of being a liaison to the Jewish community as well, and someone who, particularly the, the mainstream and more conservative elements in the community trust. So, uh, and then there's another question whether she's even going to run for re-election, because um, she's, had, she's, she's been battling cancer, 
Um, and and she basically got a demotion from being the finance minister under John Horgan to being the advanced education minister under David Eby. So we'll see where things go. Uh, it, it may just blow over over time. Um, I don't think David Eby is going to want to throw her overboard, and I don't think she's going to resign. So there's not much any of it that is going to happen probably as a result of that. Mm-hmm, right, yeah, like, let's see, right, what happens there. Okay, Charlie, now moving to another story, and this one is bizarre. It's making me laugh, and I've noticed a lot of people are talking about it, but there's this conspiracy theory coming from uh, the U.S. conservative media, and they're suggesting that Taylor Swift is a Biden psyop. Essentially, they're kind of saying that Taylor Swift, her relationship with Travis Kelsey, going to the NFL, is kind of her, they believe that, and I, this is one of the theories I've heard, Charlie, and you can explain further. They believe that her whole purpose in this is to get folks to vote for President Joe Biden. Like, I heard one theory, Charlie, that it seems on the day of the Super Bowl, apparently she's going to post something on Instagram that's going to, you know, push people to vote uh, for Joe Biden specifically. So, Charlie, what's happening here? This is wild. The conspiracy theorists. um, It's funny how they come up with these new stories, but but this one is she's going to exploit the Super Bowl to spread Democratic <laughs> propaganda, calling on people to vote for for Joe Biden, and and one of the rants was claiming that the NFL has rigged it so that the Kansas City Chiefs will win the Super Bowl Jeez. because that's the team her boyfriend plays for, and the the whole thing is, you know, it, I guess it shows what happens in in the world of the internet and. Um, you know, give someone anonymity and a keyboard and all their inhibitions disappear. <laughs> and all sorts of, but this idea that Taylor Swift is a Pentagon psyop oh, and an geez. asset <laughs> used for psychological operations, you know, this is one of the most amusing things I've heard so far. Yeah, no, definitely the highlight of my week. But you know what, Charlie, these are crazy conspiracy theories. But focusing on Taylor Swift, though, right? I mean, do you think, regardless of whoever, you know, she's going to tell people to vote for Biden, whether it's true or not, obviously, I don't think it's true. It's all conspiracy theories. But does Taylor Swift have an influence, I think, over young people in terms of just and even encouraging them to vote? Do you think she has that kind of power? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I also think she can she can get people out to vote. And and if she can help with the turnout, uh, this is something that will be very beneficial to the Democrats. I think their biggest problem and potential landmine in this election is if young people don't turn out to vote, in part because they're upset with Biden over what's happened um, in Gaza, and just that they look upon him and they think he's too old. I think Taylor Swift, uh, we saw Lady Gaga played an important role in helping uh, Biden, particularly in the swing state of Pennsylvania, because she's from Philadelphia. Uh-huh. So uh, I, I do think the entertainers are very important in terms of helping the Democrats mobilize younger voters. So, uh, Charlie, I think I'm going to be watching the Super Bowl very carefully to see if any <laughs> of this is true for the first time. <laughs> All right, Charlie, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Have a good weekend. Thanks, Karen. Take care.